Chatterbox world. Welcome to this, our whatever number episode of Chatterbox. I am Suzanne from SuzanneDecree.com, and of course, with me, the very lovely, the very talented Liz Tapia, the Dark Angel from DarkBeautyMusic.com. Hello, everyone, and hello, Suzanne. That's right, because I'm not everyone. <laughs> Just well, in if case you were, you'd be a You'd be a lot of people. I'd be a lot of people. Right yes, now, I'm, I only I only feel like I'm about half of those people. I kind of like you just as Suzanne. Oh, from well, that that does actually simplify things a little bit. I it think really so. Does. So we are on part two of our now infamous cliffhanger, our crowdfunding cliffhanger. And uh, we actually got a little sidetracked last week, which is awesome because we got a lot of really great information out there, I think. And right now we're going to jump into it and kind of pre-planning before you start putting your packages together, uh, getting it out there and making sure that you are successful in your crowdfunding. So let's take it away. Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about when it comes to crowdfunding. For example, uh, did we we probably didn't mention in our last episode regarding what kinds of packages we talked about the packages, but we didn't specifically talk about what kinds of packages okay, so we were thinking of putting out there. In order to make your crowdfunding campaign successful, your packages need to be fairly specific. You need to have low cost of entry and a fairly high profit margin. So if you think about this for a minute, if you were to offer something like an an MP3 download, obviously we're musicians, that's what we're talking about. So an MP3 download, you've already paid for the recordings, you've already done this, it doesn't cost you really a lot of extra above and beyond what you've already paid into the album to offer a download. So for, you know, whatever your uh, level is, you know, a $10 level, a $15 level, whatever your level is, you can do a download. A download basically costs you no extra money because you've already built that into what you're crowdfunding, right? So that's the kind of thing you're looking for. Now, the tricky part is balancing that against what people would like. Now, most people visit your page, especially your first couple of crowdfunding uh, endeavors, your first couple of crowdfunding endeavors, uh, people will visit your page kind of already thinking that they know how much they're going to spend. Now, the, the packages that you put together aren't going to necessarily be street value. You know, um, $10 will get you an entire album downloaded, but if your crowdfunding campaign is for, uh, uh let's say an EP, let's say a, a four song EP, not that I know anybody who's working on one of those now, but if, if you're, no, we don't know anybody. No, we don't never. 
but if you're if you're doing like an album or if you're doing a four or five song EP, your EP could actually crowd at, at crowdfunding prices on on the various platforms could actually go as much as a full album download on iTunes. I think people expect a little bit of a price differential, but they feel like they're getting in on the ground floor of something or they're getting something a little more personal, a little more, you know, they're getting a little more communication from the artist. There's a little bit extra that's wrapped in there kind of automatically. So when you build your packages, you want to keep in mind that you really don't want to have to spend a ton of money to get these because that's going to eat into what you were planning on using toward the project. So, and the other thing is when you budget your crowdfunding, you need to make sure that you budget in. If you're figuring on a, a, let's say a 10% cost for how much it's going to be to create these packages, you want to shoot for 10% over and above what you need so that you can pay for it and you don't end up short. So there, remember all of that algebra and all of that math that you took in school and you kept saying, I'll never need this again in my life. Guess what? You need it. Yes, you do. I know, right? So get creative. You can give away your mom's homemade jelly. You can give away your grandmother's spaghetti sauce. People will probably love that. But just remember, you want to be able to, whatever your pledges are, keep the costs down, keep the returns high. And it's going to take a couple of hours worth of effort to actually sit there and kind of figure out your levels. You know, and another thing is you don't want to really do huge skips in your levels. You don't want to do, oh, for a dollar, uh, I'll print your name on the CD jacket. For $150, I'll give you a jar of spaghetti sauce that I bought at the store. You know, there needs to be kind of a tiered system that sort of makes sense. So those are things you want to keep in mind when you're developing your packages. Ringtones are great. Ringtones don't cost you any extra. You know, downloads are awesome. Autographed photos normally don't cost you that much extra. Those are awesome autographed CDs you've already allotted for the CDs, you know, to sign them, get the band together isn't that much more, you know, that kind of stuff. Keep it in mind, stuff that doesn't cost a lot, stuff that looks like it has a higher value return. These are all such great points and very important things to think about when you are planning your crowdfunding packages, because that's one of the things that I've been doing for a while now is trying to figure out what I'm going to be packaging for Dark Beauty's music for our uh, set, you know, the money is to go towards our second album. And you do have to think about everything exactly the way you're saying it, Suzanne. I mean, pretty much from, you know, remember you have to include shipping. You've got to include how much the product is going to cost and then taking out what your profit is going to be from there and what your costs are. So it is just a lot more than just thinking of just, you know, what you want to throw out there. You have to see what the return is going to be and if it's worth it. And, for example, let's say you were going to do T-shirts, right? Well, most people I know don't have a manufacturing facility for T-shirts. So if you're going to do something like that, 
you know, what, what's the profit going to be against where you would have to manufacture those t-shirts. So these are all really, really important things to think about. And uh, another important thing is to make sure that it's personalized to your project so that, you know, it kind of ties in. I, I think it's, it's good when it ties into the project that you're doing as opposed to just kind of just throwing out an item out there. So what's really interesting about the projects that both Suzanne and I are doing is that we have some really interesting ways to market our projects because both of them tell a story. So there's a lot that you can really do with that. And there's a lot of different things that you can include, which makes it a little bit more fun, I think, than, um, you know, kind of putting the story in there. Like you can come out with a character's t-shirt or you can come out with uh, some jewelry or you can come out with... A bunch of stuff. Not that you can't do it with the other, but I feel like there's somehow, when you have a story behind it, you get a little bit more emotionally attached to it. Um, I would tend you... to agree with that because you have, you have, I don't have characters nearly as developed other than, well, I guess my, uh, my main character, I guess I have two main characters that are, that are fairly well developed in the storyline. So, you know, I could do something like that. You have the dark angel, of course, who is very well developed throughout the story storyline. And that is possible. It's also, see, I kind of like quirky off the wall things, but I'm a quirky off the wall kind of gal. You mean quirky in the sense where you, it, it just doesn't tie in at all to the project. You just kind of throw, like what you were saying before, you're yeah. going to throw in a, like, a jar like of spaghetti seen, sauce. I've seen uh, some really interesting, I've seen, some, yeah, obviously most crowdfunding projects. You, you know, if you're signing on for a, uh, a new guitar pick or whatever, and, and everybody's going, oh, well, you know, you can get this kind of pick or that kind of pick or the other kind of pick. That's kind of cool, but... You know, something that's even related is kind of cool, like maybe a pick holder to stick on your guitar. But, you know, every now and again, you see somebody who says, hey, my my aunt makes this great blackberry jam. And, you know, if you sign up at this ple pledge level, we'll send you a jar of the blackberry jam. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. I, I always thought was kind of fun, kind of quirky. Um, you're taking a little bit of a chance on that. I'll admit you're taking a little bit of a chance on that. Keeping it in with the project is, is the much safer route to go. I think. I think so too. I think I don't have any problem with doing the, you know, grandma's uh, jam or spaghetti sauce or something like that. And listen, I've certainly thought about doing dark beauties, chocolate or dark beauties, coffee, or Dark Beauty's wine, you know, something like that. You had me at coffee, chocolate, and wine. <laughs> but again, I, it, it still ties back to the story. Like, I, for me personally, I like the idea of tying it back to the story. I like the idea of it being uh, a part of, you know, the, the world that you're in and having it be something in that world because I think it's easier for people to connect with. Mm -hmm. And I think you have a better chance of selling something like that. I think when, when it's something too far out there, then people get too disconnected with that. But that's just my opinion. And that is a very valid opinion. Well, thank you. Anytime. Anytime. All right, Chatterbox World. It's time. It's time for that magical time when we do time things. 
for the very first episode ever of Dana's Marketing Minute, we have the now famous, thanks to Chatterbox, of course, Dana Sheehan from Little Birdie Communications. And I believe Dana's actually going to talk to us a little bit about branding today. Take it away, Dana. Welcome to Dana's Marketing Minute. I'm Dana Sheehan from Little Birdie Communications, and I'm here today to talk to you about branding. Now, we all know branding is important, but the reality is you don't actually own your brand. Your brand is what other people think of when they hear your name or see your logo, which is why it's really important to be real and authentic in your branding so that people can get to know the real you, your real brand. Now, bands and musicians have a huge advantage over big companies in this area because you are naturally authentic. Your work is very personal and intimate. The music and lyrics you write and perform come from your life and experiences. So I encourage you to worry a little bit less about your brand, especially on social media, and focus on being you, because you are your brand. Now I've written more about this in a blog post called Branding 101, where you can also get a free guide called 10 Authentic Social Media Ideas. Just head over to my website, littlebirdie.agency blog to check it out. And I also invite you to follow me on Twitter at littlebirdie.com or at Dana Sheehan. Now back to Suzanne and Liz. Take it away, ladies. And now we interrupt our regularly scheduled chatterbox to bring you this emergency broadcast of Brian's legal second. So our question for this week's Brian's legal second is, Mm -hmm. is it illegal to poach members from another band? No, not really. I mean, it's not cool, but it's fine. Great. That is great news because as some of you may know or may not know, I have been singerless now for a couple of months because the singer that I had signed on, um, you know, had uh, had had bailed. And uh, I actually just poached myself a new singer. So I'm glad that it's not illegal. Who? Who? Um, I don't know. Maybe you've heard of her. Her name's Liz Tapia. Used to be with a band called Dark Beauty. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, well, I'm I not mean, leaving it's dark. It's not beauty. illegal. You better not. I can't sing that stuff. <laughs> I'm getting. I mean, you were hitting here. some pretty high notes when we were stepping on your toes. Well, he was, but he was. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, how right. exciting! I'm really excited to be singing on Suzanne's EP. It's and let me tell you guys, the music is amazing, and what an incredible piece of music to be able to sing over well thank you thank you very much and i'll tell you what we went over uh this morning actually we were going over uh one of the songs for probably about two hours give or take and just the way the song is shaping up is amazing it is absolutely amazing but seriously i didn't actually poach liz dark beauty is still alive and well um but i i am yes, dark beauty lives the tower of mark lives on don't panic anyone right but i did borrow her for at least the first <laughs> ep 
Uh, House of Gregory, by the way, is going to come out in four EPs, four chapters, if you will, of the story. And um, we're working on the first chapter right now. And it is amazing. If you could only hear what Liz has done to these songs, it is amazing. I'm so happy that you're loving it. And by the way, the reason why I'm able to do something amazing on it is because I have amazing music to do something with. So it's really, really fun. And I think I can't wait to get this out because the audience is going to love this. I can't wait to get it out because this is actually, I don't know how many of you guys know it. Um, And then we're going to jump back into crowdfunding here in a second, but uh I've actually been working on the House of Gregory concept. It is a concept, and it is actually a very personal concept to me. Uh, this has actually been in the works since I actually since before I moved to New York. So you're looking at uh, well, I moved to New York in 1999. Uh, cue the Prince song. Anyway, we have <laughs> but yeah, exactly. so 99, so almost almost uh 20 years i've been working on this house of gregory concept so i am it is a masterpiece a masterpiece and if you heard the version that's out now it sounds nothing like the first 27 iterations of the album so i'm very happy uh so back to crowdfunding yes so back to crowdfunding back to crowdfunding getting it out there we're moving on to our next segment here getting it out there and you know Here's the thing, as, as I'm reading about crowdfunding and studying crowdfunding, your first couple of campaigns are mostly going to be funded by people you know. So hurry up and know a lot of people. No, wait, that was wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but what you want to do is, yes, you want to blast it on the social media. You want to put it on your Facebook page, you know, like, 12,000 times a day. You want to put it out on Twitter a couple hundred times a day. You want to do all that. But concentrate on your family, friends, coworkers. Come on, coworkers. You know how many times have you bought Girl Scout cookies? How many times have you bought those lousy, disgusting hoagies that people sell? How many times have you bought chips and pretzels and stuff because somebody's kid was selling stuff here's the payback here's the payback hit up all of your co-workers and go hey remember that uh 27 boxes of girl scout cookies i bought crowdfunding baby fund my album so of course you don't want to do it as heavy-handedly as that because that's <laughs> just that's just not gonna work but but for comedic <laughs> effect you know Call up those favors, you know, reach out to your family, your friends, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, reach out to all of them and say, you know, shoot them an email, give them a phone call and say, Hey, here's what's going on. Really, really trying to get this thing happening. You know, I'd really appreciate it if you could kick into the campaign, make sure you make those connections, make sure Once you start building your following, once you start building your fan base, once you have a thousand, two thousand, three thousand names on your mailing list, you'll be able to do this without hounding family. But when you're getting started, those personal connections are very important. So make sure you reach out to those people. Make sure you call your friends. Make sure you, you know, send send letters to your family, whatever you need to do to send stuff out and say, hey, 
We really appreciate your support on this. And all those coworkers that you've bought, you know, cookies and cake and whatever off of, you know, that, that guy at work that never remembers to bring his own food, but always eats half of yours, you know, hit them up, you know, walk around the office with a little card and put it on everybody's desk. Hey, support my crowdfunding campaign. Go for the people you know, as you build traction, as you build momentum, as you build your fan base, as you get out there in the other ways that we'll, we will talk about in future podcasts, we have talked about in past podcasts, this will become less and less necessary because you'll be building your fan base and your fans will obviously jump at the chance to support you. But to get started, the personal connections are very important. Yeah, I think also an important thing is to make sure when you're pitching your story or pitching your your campaign, you know, also make sure to include what's in it for them as well. Not just what's in it for you, but what's in it for them. Because people people will give you money, but they also want to get something in return. So what's in it for them? So maybe think about that a little bit too. Make sure, you know, what what's in it for them. Make sure that your video, when you put your video together to explain the whole project, make sure there's a personal connection in there. Like I know Liz and Brian and I have been working on my video script now for about a month. Um, Which by the way, I have to say is truly fantastic. I really, really mean that. I'm not just saying that it is really, really good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it was actually Liz that gave me the idea for the, for the video um, because I was going to write something completely different and not at all relevant. Um, and, you know, when Liz gave me this idea for this video, I was like, you know, that's, that sums it up. And that is the personal connection that I'm looking for. That's the, you know, in, in many instances, as Dana said in the beginning, of the podcast, you know, everything we write is, is so personal. Um, this album is, is very personal to me. It's yes, it's dressed up as a fictional story, but there's a lot of me in the story. There's a lot of the demons that I have fought and am fighting in this story. Um, you know, there are a lot of personal experiences that I've had that I've translated into this story. And all of that needs to come out in this video. You know, why I've created the story, why it's so personal, why it's, why it needed to be done and what is that connection and what are the struggles associated with it? These things, think of it, think of it like a newspaper story. If it bleeds, it leads, right? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. So, you know, the, the, the more dramatic, um, dare I say whiny, you sound, <laughs> the more right. of a connection you will make. So that's part of your package, too, because people don't, if, if they don't get past that video, they don't see all the great packages that you've spent hours and hours and days and days creating, right? So to get it out there, you, what, you need to bear your soul. You need to get down to the most naked, the most vulnerable part of who you are and why you're doing this. And you have definitely done that in your pitch. You've emotionally connected on a very deep level. And I think a lot of people are going to connect with this story. And remember, 
you know, when you're getting investors on board, an investor is not necessarily going to be another musician or another person that does the same kinds of things that you're doing. So you need to find a way to tie in and make that emotional connection with that other person. What's going to pull them into your story? And if it's just very generic, people aren't going to, they're not going to buy into that. Just imagine if you're investing in something and you want to, something has to really draw you in to part with your money to give to whatever it is you're, you know, whatever project you're going towards. So if that doesn't happen, I think that's really where you end up losing a lot of potential people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's all part of making your first campaign successful, um, which obviously we both hope to do, which is why we're doing all of this research and all of this study and, you know, giving you some, some insights as to crowdfunding. Um, obviously not enough for a comprehensive course by any, by any means, but definitely enough to think about. Right. So when you're trying to get this out here, remember all these things go hand in hand. If you, if your video sucks, pardon my French, then nobody's going to make it to your great packages. If your packages are terrible, you know, nobody's really going to want to kick in. So start with those personal connections. Make sure you have a couple people help you out with the video script and, and see if you're really, really making that connection because that is the gateway. And then, again, making the connection. Talk to your friends, your family, your relatives, your neighbor, the neighbor's dog, the, the neighbor's cat. Even if you think they're not going to contribute, you don't know reach out to them, send them a Facebook message, send them a, an email, give them a phone call. That's where it starts. That's where your success starts. Thank you, Suzanne, for these great tips. And they are very valuable to, you know, things to think about because I know I'll certainly be thinking about them. And while I am thinking about them, I think we should take a commercial break. We will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. And now for a brief pause while we hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, how you doing? This is Vinny Boombatsalino. Listen, you and I got to talk. Have you been watching some TV and you've seen this commercial, right? Where this guy's dropping a microphone to make a point. Hey, what's your problem? That microphone do something to you. He ain't no friend of yours. Hey, how'd you like it if someone dropped you? Listen. This is why I have formed the Anti-Mic Drop Association of America. We got three guiding principles. Number one, don't drop the mic. It might hurt the diaphragm. Number two, A, don't drop the mic. It can send extra power through the PA system that can damage your hearing. And number three, A, don't drop the microphone or I'll drop you. Remember, dropping mics ain't cool. So contact the Anti-Mic Drop Association of America today. That way, I won't have to drop you. And now, back to our program. Well, I can always love a great commercial from our sponsors, and thank you once again for tuning into Chatterbox Rocks. We are so excited to have you guys with us tonight. Hope you're enjoying our topic on crowdfunding. And take it away, Suzanne. What's next? Ha, huh, the last section. We have finally made it all the way through all of the great stuff we very nearly planned to talk about. Very nearly planned. So the last thing that we're going to talk about as far as crowdfunding is one of those things that we struggle with, I think, in most of our lives. And that is being busy 
versus being effective. I used to actually have um, this argument with one of my boyfriends all of the time. <laughs> go back and refer to episode WTF. We're just not <laughs> even going to go back and cover all that. But he used to say, you know, I don't feel like I'm getting anything done. Well, I did this, and he'd rattle off these random things that were disconnected and just kept him running from place to place to place. And I'd be like, yeah, you're busy, but you're not really doing anything. You're just being busy. So here's the thing. When you're planning out your crowdfunding, plan your crowdfunding. Don't just, it's, it's no longer a, if you build it, they will come world. That doesn't exist anymore. The, the models of the, of the music world have changed. The models of business in general have changed. The interwebs have messed with all of our minds. It's true. Boy, isn't that the truth? So don't let up. People have a billion distractions a day. So you start out with all of these great contacts that you're going to reach out to and say, hey, I'd like to know if you'll kick into my crowdfunding campaign. Um, schedule a follow-up a couple weeks in. Normally a crowdfunding campaign runs between four and six weeks. You know, week two, reach back out. Hey, just checking. Did you get to check it out? Did you get to see the video? What'd you think? Hey, uh, nice pictures of the kids that you put online. Try not to sound creepy when you're doing that one. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the, the less creepy you can appear while you're stalking people, trying to get them to kick into your crowdfunding campaign, the better off you are. Schedule time to follow up with people. Schedule time in the middle to follow up with people. See if you can get a little bump, a little nudge. Schedule time toward the end of the campaign to reach back out to anybody you haven't heard from or who hasn't kicked in. Schedule the time. Do regular videos. Do regular announcements. Schedule something. Throw in a couple of unannounced bonuses halfway through. Hey, I've got 15 people that pledged at the $63,000 level. I'm going to send you a free extra jar of blackberry jam. You know, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, I love the blackberry jam. I know, right? It's a black, just don't mix it with the spaghetti sauce. It doesn't go well. Yeah, that wouldn't be very good. I mean, blackberry marinara is just awful. It's true. Not it that true. I've tried it. Mm. <laughs> but you know you've got uh, and i'll give you one i was on a um i was on a crowdfunding campaign and there was an announcement on this crowdfunding campaign hey you know so many people pledged at this level and if you pledged at this level or above i'm going to send you a free autographed just a uh, bonus autographed postcard in your uh you know in your package well guess who's happy as a clam and has that postcard hanging up on her wall yeah, absolutely. So things like that, you know, throw in a none and, you know, plan for the unannounced bonus, make it something that, you know, chances are you've got some postcards or promo photos or something laying around, plan for it. You know, don't do something that's going to cost you 70, 80, $90 to, to, to put together, but put something out there every now and again and say, Hey, you know, I've got 15 people at this pledge level, or I've got 20 people at this pledge level. Um, I've got 30 of these things that I can throw in, you know, make it a nice little bonus for them every now and again, throw out regular communication, plan your crowdfunding, 
make sure you plan that entire month, what you're going to say, how many times a day you're going to hit social media, how many times a week you're going to reach out to those friends, coworkers, and family, how many, crap, just lost my train of thought, how many trains of thought you've lost during this podcast alone. Focus on the end plan. Have a plan to run that through. And, you know, you're going to get a bump in the beginning. You're going to get a bump in the end. Not much happens on a crowdfunding campaign. Watch any crowdfunding campaign out there. Not much happens between weeks two, three, and four. You know, it's always the first few days and the last few days where you get these huge spikes. When you go to contact people, make sure you contact them before you launch so that you can get a nice spike at the beginning and make people think that you're going to make it or make it in the first couple of days so that everybody else goes, oh, this is this is easy. This is gravy. We've, we've got this. But plan your month, two months, however long your crowdfunding campaign is. Plan accordingly. Make sure you have regular communications going out, regular videos, regular updates, and plan a couple of really nice surprises for people. I, I have a question regarding the videos. How many videos do you think people should be putting out on these campaigns? Well, I would do, obviously you have the main video. I would do at least one a week. If That's not, what I was thinking, at least. If, if not, do like a Facebook Live or, you know, something every morning. Hey, this is where I'm at with this crowdfunding thing. and Or, you know, schedule some kind of video every time you hit some sort of mile marker. You know, hey, we've been up for five days. We've made this much money. This is amazing. Thank you all so much. Remember to say thank you. Thank you is so important. It is very important. It is, especially nowadays where we live uh, amongst a lot of people who just take things for granted. Don't take things for granted. Be thankful for everything. And be honestly and sincerely thankful. And, and Liz and I are probably a really good example of this. When we, you know, when I thank her for saying that my music is good, I mean it. Um, just you as know. much as I'm meaning it when I'm saying it. So, yeah, genuineness counts here. You know, and, and I wouldn't, if, if I didn't honestly respect and trust her as a singer, I would have never asked. So, you know, because you keep your word, because you go over and above to be genuine, uh, I believe the buzzword is authentic. But hey, grammar Nazi moment, antiques are authentic, <laughs> people are genuine, okay? That's all well, I'm saying about that. That's all she's saying, but that's I think all you I'm get saying. the chest. It's all right, it's all it's right. All right. And good. suddenly I'm talking like I'm back in Brooklyn, I don't know. which is We're probably like a Brooklyn. bad thing. I feel like Marissa Tomei is something. Like, all right. I know, right? I don't do. look like Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Not at all. Well, but that's okay. We can borrow her accent every now and then. Every now and again. Every now and again. Um, Why not? I mean, Yoda makes an appearance. This is true. Yoda does. Not today, though. To pop in here. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that just about wraps up everything we had to say on crowdfunding. Thank you all so much once again for joining us. We really, you know what? We do have got like the best podcast audience ever. We really do. We do. We you have guys the are best awesome. people on the other side. And we really, truly appreciate you taking this time to indulge us in this half hour and listen and comment. And speaking of comments, we would love to get your comments either on our Facebook group page, 
which is, Suzanne, throw it out there. Facebook.com slash group slash Chatterbox Rocks. Or you can hashtag us on Twitter, hashtag Chatterbox Rocks, and we will find your comments. Yes, we will. And please, if you get an opportunity, we would love for you to share our podcast, if you would be so kind. And we always love hearing from you. Thank you again so much for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Chatter, 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 chatter.